0: Hi, my name is John Borshoff. I'm MD CEO of an Australian listed uh, company called Deep Yellow. Uh, we operate in uh, in Namibia on our sort of active projects. Uh, we've got a dual strategy uh, for taking advantage of the uh, of a of a sector that I think needs uh, consolidation, and we're really uh, advancing on our on our uh, organic projects and. Um, that's, that's where we're at. I've got a great team. It's the old Paladin team that, that uniquely uh, project, uh, got production going. It's the only one that did it in the mid-cap, small-caps. and uh, We think that's a big competitive advantage in terms of where uh, things are going at the moment.
1: John, good to see you and welcome back on the show. Always a pleasure. Um, what are you making of this big, frothy, excitable market at the moment? Are you, you, you must be pleased.
0: Look, there's two sides to this. I think that um, the 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 gusto at which this uh, this sort of uh, revival has happened, and and the way in which it's happened, uh, you know, basically we've had a movement in, in you know from from the 30, low 30s, to now the high 30s, and the uh, and basically uh, based on one actor and the, so it's not a, a consensus uh, aspect. But there's a lot of um, uh, consumers uh, sort of vying for product. Uh, it really is uh, a, a catalyst-type activity that is driving uh, a price up on very small volumes, which in itself tells you something. And, uh, and the, the, the big question is whether the, the real consumer who will really ask for, you know, the, the bulk pounds whether he takes the bait and comes in uh, with those term contracts and takes the baton away from uh, the financial uh, buying product to the real consumers where it should be. So that's the tricky bit and and how how it goes. I mean, it's done incredible things and the frustrations that have been uh, sort of felt over the last four, you know, eight years of sort of... uh, Doldrums uh, are being uh, sort of, in a way, uh, over overcompensated to a degree by this huge enthusiasm, and that the day has come. Um, it's good for the industry. Uh, there's a lot of volatility and froth, as you say, and uh, and where values are still being maintained is an interest would be an interesting uh, exercise.
1: Okay. You, <laughs> some clues in there about how, how you're thinking about this one. So you, you, there is excitement in the market. The, the Uranium space did need something and a proper catalyst. Many catalysts have come and gone over the last you know, 2-3 years. Um, this action by Sprott, physical Uranium Trust, I think they, they, that thing saw something yesterday, they're up to a billion uh, bucks uh, now, which, which is really, truly impressive. You're, you feel that... Some uranium equities are the beneficiary of this excitement and perhaps are achieving values that they don't deserve?
0: I think they, they, they haven't initiated that, not deserving, but it's just the investor is, it doesn't look at any sort of fundamentals. It's just to get into, into uranium. And, uh, and so when you look at uh, companies, how much they've valued on, on assets that probably, if one does, a, does an analysis, you see. To match their market cap to you know the, uh, the pricing of uranium, what has to be against that? You say, hell, what am I doing here? So in a way, people are betting on the future here, probably betting at the moment on eighty to hundred dollars a pound, and uh, and that's where things are sort of. Uh, and even then, we know that some companies are not even uh, uh, sort of matching their their assets even at those at those ranges. So. That's you know the the starters gun has happened. I always likened this um, uh, Sprite are doing, which is I think essential, but they are part of the sort of one mile race, and and uh, they're holding the baton in the first four hundred metres, and hoping to hell somebody's going to take the baton like the consumers, and then put real sort of energy under the under the. Uh, at uh, the price, but at the moment, if if Sprout stops buying, it's like a hot air balloon. If you don't pump it, keep pumping it, it'll start sinking, and and because there's not other buyers there that are that are in place of, and I think that's why, you know, Sprout having uh, deep pockets on this, where uh, they can get the market to believe they will they will continue on this until. Consumers take that 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 batten off them and then drive the price to where it should be. So instead of then just you know two three million pounds, they're they're booking up you know twenties of millions of pounds, and that's the different the order of magnitude that we're talking about.
1: So you you mentioned you know companies talking about needing eighty to hundred dollars. Are you not a believer that uranium will get there? I mean, I've heard you know. Reasonably credible people talk about $200 a pound. I,
0: I do believe, look, I've never talked about prices above the 60 to 65. Why is that? Because you appear to be a fool. My private feeling of where uranium can go are uh, the quiet upside I have for our shareholders of where we, uh, where we will go, go to. And I've always had that view. So what what is happening is is that uh, with with some that were sort of betting on fifty five sixty, and 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 uh, and, and from the uh, miserly very low to high twenties, which seemed a big number, and and then those sort of assets they have got, uh, the type of assets some of them, um, you know, they have to get this you know, enormous price per pound as a, as a starter. What their, what their market caps are now. And, uh, no doubt people will start looking at this. And, and I'm not criticizing that people are investing. And I think, uh, uh, it's, it's, it's part of the, uh, the game. Lithium has had the same sort of issues and, uh, and, and and it'll, it'll get healthy. Money will pump in, but it'll leave some, some, uh, some companies stranded based on overvalue. And the uh, and how then that is uh, dealt with by the respective boards, where in the end uh, you put out, you know, you go you you go to your uh, financier or whatever it is, and you do your analysis, and then you say, well, you know, if I if I declare this, and this is what what I what I have to do, my share price has to drop forty percent to match the the the, the sort of NPV and the uh, you know the time's value of that and um, so there I mean they're, they're not a uranium issue um, I'd rather you know we be in this but there are the, each with each benefit comes some other issues that need to be dealt with I think
1: so I mean you've got to admire the way that um, Sprott has kind of weaponized what was U- UPC you know they they have come in and kind of kick started it or yeah. More likely, you know, working work the working the the potential up. Um, I mean, well, first of all, do you, do you, they've obviously done a good job there, but you, you use word like "well." If they don't keep at it, the, the the balloon will deflate, and you've got to hope that the retail or investors are there to kind of pick up the the baton. So, what, what's your belief in terms of how long Sprock can continue oh, to do yeah. this? So,
0: so, who I'm saying has to pick up the baton are the utilities.
1: Utilities, sorry, to
0: start. Yeah, to start Purchasing from where uh, Sprott has left the uh, the term the spot price, and we're talking now long term. So even at 30, 40, there's no, no there's no incentivization for development. So that's how far out we are in terms of new mine development and all of those sort of things. But the the, the signals that Sprott are putting out to saying Look, look, Mr. Consumer. We are going to buy and hold this product long term. So we're not going to go out there and, as soon as price goes up, we'll just unload it and have the same sort of effect. Even though what Sprot accumulate is such a small, insignificant amount to what the market needs in the long term in the contract side to be fed, but the 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 issue is is how long. That Sprott have to keep running around the oval on a relay, and and before they can pass that sort of metaphorical batten, uh, where the uh, consumers come in of their own volition and say, look, there is a shortage, the 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 whole thing is, and they'll then start buying at prices way beyond where Sprott gets it to.
1: Okay, um, so so let me try and understand, Trump because it, the, the way that the utilities come back in and start buying is going to be important too to the volatility of the, of the price because they need they usually want to sit on like three years worth of inventory
0: good,
1: on average, right? Something something like that, or certainly no lower than than two years. So do they come in and buy big? And um, and then not buy for another two three years, or do they come in and just you know dip in and out of the market as as need be? Um, does Sprott work with them to kind of plug the gaps? I mean, how does it work? Do you no. imagine? Uh,
0: they they've got their own needs, their own inventories, their own forecast usage. Uh, they know what they have in terms of uh, uh, contracts for delivery, and they see then this gap. Which they then go out in the market and and fill. So they don't fill it in for, for, for nine years and then and then hold off because uh, the the cost of money on that side you know is too much because you you still have to have some some order. So the the groups that are sort of two three years out in inventory, uh, there's a there's a there's a constant. They they will they will come in and you know they they might. A term contract here, a term contract there, uh, building on the layers they've already established, and that's that's the. And they won't they won't necessarily go to a a sprot sprot. Um, it, it's an interesting thing. Um, I've always said that a a a, a warehouse or a uh, a trading group is, is is very difficult for them to participate in long term contracts. Because for long-term contracts, you need supply. Either you get it through uh, your, your mining operations and so you can sustain what you're committing and it's, it's always there. Whereas uh, with, uh, with a warehouse, if you haven't got that, uh, that, that, that supply, you're dealing with a finite amount which you cannot commit beyond a, a, a time that, that your product runs out. Because if you do that, it's like a mining operation in its life of mine start promising delivery outside of, you know, outside of its life of mine with no product there. So that's and, and these these play to each other. Uh, there are ways in which they can really work well, but the 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 main engine is that um, uh, the, uh, is the mine is the producer. And the warehouses will be opportunistic in there and make a lot of money by filling in gaps, filling in here. Uh, maybe they'll go to one or two, three, year, one or two year, uh, sort of commitment contracts if, if incentivized enough. And, uh, but you know, if they deplete two million pounds or three, uh, uh, and the inventory goes from 15 to, to 12 or then to 10, um, in there, there's, there's, there's an end. Which, which needs strategies in which how that will be counted to make them a legitimate long-term player, and, uh, and that's why uh, uh, I think it was Newcomb, They they played for many years on the on the long-term market, but they had one third of the down-blended Russian material committed to them, and they, that was like their mind. So they could commit, they could do, and then when when that when that program finished, it was like a end end of a mine production for them phase, and they sort of phased in, and then that's why uh, uh, Cameco bought them at such a discount because they were just a shell at that stage, you know, because without product, you're not, you can't do that sort of trading business, or in, especially in the term market. So there are complications, and they can be dealt with. I think. Uh, How things have happened historically may not be how things with modern thinking and uh, and, and different products, but there's not enough uranium out in the world that it marginalizes primary producers. They are still very much integral to the whole process of
1: supply. It's interesting when you you, you put it like that. So, you know, Sprott have physical gold trusts, um, but that's a different product from uranium. Because there's a use case, there's a utility um, to, and at some point, it's not a store of wealth long term. There's got to be there's a utility to it, and they'd have to monetize that at some point. Is that is that is that what you're saying?
0: Yes, yes. Because I think keeping gold has got other psychological reasons why, you know, fear of the unknown, and you know, if this breaks down, uh, all the preppers and that, you know, they've got their gold to do this and that with. And, and the amount that goes into industrial usage which is a real real demand uh, is 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 a very very small percentage but nobody keeps keeps uranium uh, on on that basis it's, it's completely and purely an industrial uh, a sort of commodity that is virtually fuel and uh, and and you need to use it uh, and to replenish it and to then uh, give that that uh, supply to well, to consumers, who then pay a premium on that long term commitment over and above the spot price that is that is happening.
1: It's, it's interesting actually because I think so I think it was in the eighties or something. this something similar happened with copper. There was a kind of synthetic uh, shortage in the sense that you had one big buyer, I think it's Japanese trading house, buying up copper and driving the price up. I mean, do you sort of see? I mean. I think everyone's very much welcoming, and I, and I certainly am. What Sprott has yes. done here, but do you think it's kind of? You, I'm trying to work out. Are you suggesting it's kind of short term? Is it? Is it? Is it not? Is it un, unrealized, synthetic environment, or do you think you take it for what it is? It's it's a it's a smart physical trading product for Sprott to make some money for themselves and their shareholders right now.
0: It's, well, the big thing is is that somewhere uranium price will stabilize. And, uh, and so the as the price is going up it's an ideal uh, place for the sprouts of the world and the yellow cakes to purchase product because they're getting product today which will be much more expensive tomorrow and their whole the whole value goes up but and so there's it's, it's used that they're, they're going to make you know, ten dollars a pound in the in the six months if it's on an up upside and they can do something but when you've got only, you know, you're, you're, you're in a, uh, a bull market where you're competing with the, with the uh, com, uh, consumers and you, you then buy it and there's only $2 in the coupon, you know. Um, so that means that the value is the embedded value that you built into your warehouse on the price rise. And that's what I'm saying the biggest gain is. And there are other strategies which I don't want to go into at the moment, or uh, publicly anyway. But uh, in terms of how these organisations should work in the in the long term, but they're not they are not uh, an end to themselves uh, because um, there will be the desperados that will sell the little the little groups that might sell pounds into this, uh, but it's not even a cooperative. Um, and it's just not enough pounds, and why should they sell when they can they can unless unless Sprott can give them some advantage where there's some carryover value as part of that product when it goes off. But I don't think that's possible. So in simplistic terms, you say, well, look, this is great and it is great, there's no question. Um, the it'll be great while while prices increase and it has a two-fold effect, it's got a value accretion. For the for spot, and it's got a a uh, a realization to get closer to the incentive pricing needed to to galvanize uh, the the development needed for new new production.
1: But if um, I if I'm a, if I'm if John, if I'm in a bank and someone's coming to me and saying, "Hey, look, um, spot price is now fifty bucks. It's been fifty bucks for three months." Uh, the future is up. Look, the, the general trend last year has been up. <clears throat> As a banker, I'm going to go, No, I, w- I want to see that uh, you know at uh, 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 the, uh, the minimum of viable price for you for at least 12 months. I want to know there's some stability here, and then in, in 18 months' time, you're not going to come trotting back to me because you know you're only able to get a contract offered to you at 40 bucks because the market's come off again. I mean, it, 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 is there is there stability in the future in terms of uranium price that you can see because of what Sprott's doing, or do you think because of what they're doing, we we just don't know how the market has been gained or played?
0: So Sprott is not going to change that uh, long term upside of uranium. All it does change is how quickly you get there, and uh, and it brings it uh, forward. So the in that way. Um, uh, they play, uh, uh, you know, oh, the re- the reality is 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 sooner than later, and they're doing a great job for that. But after after that that happens, um, you know, the 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 boots are the, the boots on the other foot. Um, uh, it, it 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 takes its uh, cue from what the consumer is willing to to buy, and those warehousing they have a lot to to play in a business and. And I can think a lot of ways there that they can get you know the value they have in those warehouses. They can sort of um, uh, create some sort of revenue streams as a side issue while the product still sits in the warehouse, and um, and uh, and you know in that sort of financing area. But that's an, that's you know it's not a big deal. It's just more uh, the holding costs. that sort of helps, but not not a real sort of not a real sort of. Uh, not a real, um, sort of revenue thing to what the investors of this brought or or yellowcate would expect uh, is, a, is a ongoing uh, concern
1: what it has been doing is driving up equity prices for uranium companies in the yes. last two weeks have been phenomenal having sort of come off uh, a, a bit um, people are excited they're placing bets everywhere we're seeing a bit of m a activity like um, exorga and encore encore you know Doing their roll-up strategy um, seems seems a smart move. That one, quite frankly, do you expect to see a lot more of this?
0: Um, not as much as what one would think, uh, and and I think that, um, and and I think it's all due to the sort of general makeup of, of the industry, what it is now, and uh, those players that that are willing to uh, to think like that, um, those players that can actually. Uh, look at opportunities and say, look, by amalgamating X and Y, you get a completely different animal, and that has a that has a a, a multiple factor uh, going in the transition. Uh, generally speaking, um, just doing M and A with uh, just accumulation uh, philosophies is, I don't think, the way to. That real value is is, is created uh, in the in the mid to long term because this is ultimately driven by need to supply and uh, and already you know the the whole the whole issue here is you know who's going to build the mines where is this real production going to come from we need it there's a bit of a query in terms of you know how how much how quickly the batteries will happen well already. There's you know, 450 reactors going to 500, and already and they they are, you know, operating and need and need fuel and even for those amount of reactors, there's a shortage uh, looming. So so uh, the 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 analysis is on you know how which of these people which of these companies groups are going to convert to real production that will satisfy that looming uh, sort of. Uh, Shortage that it's there, that maybe still the um, the consumers don't quite believe it, but uh, you know it starts to be believable when uh, Sprott you know buys four hundred thousand pounds in one night on the spot side, and bam, it goes up by X dollars. So it means it's sort of fairly tight there, and uh, and I and I heard that um, there was was a nice interview and. saying that you know where they buy it? Yes, for traders and, and I heard him say, you know, we, we actually get some product from producers. And uh, so each producer sells a little bit into the spot because he doesn't commit everything to the long term. We can't. And uh, and and sometimes you know you you put some of that excess into inventory. But in these tough times you sell a little bit of that uh, product that you you know only got thirty dollars for the day before. And now it's uh, it's, it's thirty eight. So that's a, that's a good little windfall on the short term, when when supply when product that you're bringing in is not the scarcity within that company, that's because they're already producing. And so all you can say that is that it's Cameco and Kazanoprom because there's nobody else. Other oh, maybe BHP, you know, these byproduct producers, these quasi uranium people, and uh, that aren't relying on on. On prime, you know, this sort of economics is just a just an offset against their copper costs, or offset against their in South Africa against their, their gold costs. And uh, So that that has a different economic structure. But luckily, that's not that much uranium that uh, that is that is there.
1: And see, so do you think that there are? I, you you kind of intimated it earlier, but do, do you think there are uranium equities which are the beneficiaries of a frothy market? he perhaps quite liked it in the shade when no one was really sort of you know questioning the fact that there's no activity. Because at some point the rubber's gonna hit the road, they're gonna have to tell their shareholders, tell the market, here's how we get into production, here's where the revenue is, this is the timing for that, and here, here's some numbers. It's $50, $60, $100, whatever it is. But do, do, I mean, do, do you see that? Do you sense that? Because the only reason I ask is when you when I asked about m a you said, well, I don't think there's going to be that much MA, not as much as people think. So what, what did you mean by that?
0: Well, I, I always liken uh, an industry or a sector to a, a David Attenborough show where you have different Animals around from the undergrowth up and you know right up to the predators and each serve a function in this forest and uh, and each are rewarded by things that aren't necessarily what's rewarded by uh, by by the the more alpha uh, as you go up so I think that those those com- there are companies there that offer a, a service in accumulating sort of assets. Uh, uh, satisfying that, that that oh look we're doing this but really with no real intention of, of producing and and almost even the investor understands that but they see uh, opportunity in terms of an exit strategy in terms of uh, you know somebody comes in and uh, the market gets even hotter that clever MD then sells to somebody else and that hot potato ends up with that with that group. And and all of a sudden, you've got 7,000 very happy shareholders. Um, So there's that group. uh, And then there is the next group that have, uh, have, uh, you know, real aspirations that they will will, uh, uh, develop. Um, And and probably not all the wherewithal to understand and appreciate where where this market cap is driving them to. And what real challenges that's presenting uh, when that uh, when that DFS is measured against your production and your price that you're going to go for, and all you know, you've got uh, you've got some issues. There is ways to counter that, and I think that to 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 build and grow, and you know through MA and and really get yourself into that position of strength product, you know, production. Uh, optionality, all of those things that help you fend off those those problems of uh, this sort of valuation that uh, that that comes in on the on you know on just a, a company with one asset that that really you can't you can't disperse the the light on this on this and say well you know where where are we at and because uh, there's got to be uh, production outcomes. In the next sort of two three years, that fact can't be hidden. Uh, uh, in the old, in the you know, in the previous booms, those uh, acquisitions, you know, the year that we needed uranium uh, production in ten years' time, so it didn't put uh, folks, But people will be put under the under the torch much sooner in this, where you know, production really has to uh, has to sort of. Uh, Come into a real part of uh, the business of 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 those hopeful companies, the ones that are saying they will they will be producing.
1: It's interesting. I when you talk about companies with no intention of getting into production, I'm not. I agree with you. I think they have a they have a function and they have a role in in the the ecosystem, David Attenborough (laughs) ecosystem. Um, It's the companies with no ability to get into production which are sucking up investor money. Those are the ones that concern me. Most, um, because that's not being honest with the market.
0: No, and and I I, I really like uh, you know the in the Canadian model, the honesty of the uh, uh, those companies in the gold business. These are prospectors in the true sense of the word. They discover, they love that space, and their whole expression of success is selling that. To a gold producer, and off they go. And they sit there, and there's a legitimacy about that. Uh, there's a speciality that sits there, and uh, and they don't pretend that they are going to mine anything. And that's 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 absolute. And I think that's that's the jungle at thing. You know, they got a role. Everybody's got a role, and it ends up blending into making a good a good industry. With, uh, with the uranium side, uh, of course, there's less players. So everybody's more standing, uh, in the middle of the, in the middle of the sort of stage, uh, fairly distinctly. And they can't be lost even in the crowd to say, you know, oh, there's plenty, hundreds of companies and this and that. And that's, that's the sort of difficulty. And that's where, uh, people can measure or, or analysts can measure more accurately what, uh, uh, you know what the temperature, what what the temperament, what what, what these companies are and, and what are they really sort of uh, doing? My, my thing is always that you know the, the, the industry has to get up and show it's capable of producing. That is so bloody essential and I the more that do it the better it is and so, so I'm not against that. It's just that, you know, in my analysis, I don't think that's as easy as what people think. And I think, it, as I mentioned a lot of time, history shows that, how few companies have got got across on that. And um, the uh, yeah, the US company's got a bit more of a chance to, to come out because it's a fairly commoditized way in which that, that product is won. And the um, so... The, and these models will work because they, they, they work on human nature. People will invest uh, on, on plans that have been repeated dozens of times. You know, uh, up comes a boom, here's the opportunity. And, and there'll be, from 60, 70 companies, there'll be 150 companies in the, in, the, uh, in the next 12 months probably. So those 70 companies will be digging up um, uh, uh, little assets, they'll be buying um, sort of uh, not as good an asset in these accumulators and so they'll, they'll set off and so it becomes a chain of, of value that people have and each, each little group will go ahead and some of them may even spend time exploring, which is the really hard side and I think the real need because there's been so few discoveries being made over the last 10, you know, uh, 15 years. And that's where the money needs to go. Um, And and for them, that's that's an honourable way to uh, to sort of uh, uh, make success, although high risk, and uh, and it's not it's not that uh, successful as any exploration is.
1: So, I mean, this is an industry which does need to produce, and it needs to produce a lot more than it's. You know, obviously, currently because of COVID, it's a, the supplies come off a chunk. But even before that, you know, the, we've we've talked on previous shows about you know s- supply demand uh, intersecting. Um, you know, twenty twenty four. I think if you look at the trade bodies, they they, they sort of talk that language too. Um, yes. So when we, so no, knowing that again, when, if I'm looking in as an investor and, and I'm looking at some of these roll up stories that are, that are happening, you know, the buying has got to be good. That the buying has got to be of companies or assets which can can get into production, but I think you know and I know. And if you if you take the royalty sector as an example, sometimes you can get away with buying something which is not that that good, but may, maybe passes muster on, on a superficial basis. It's never going to get into production, and but it, it achieves the same value. So there's, there's there's a value to that. So some assets will achieve. A price a acquisition price that perhaps it doesn't deserve because it's going to go in somewhere where it's going to get a much higher multiple so th- th- those fun and games will will happen but I guess that's just part, part of the market of course,
0: yes. so it's a free enterprise absolutely that but, um, but where where I think the the risk supply comes in and I could just mention uh, just a couple of things that the uh, the amount of uh, you know the analysts have put uh, deposits on the on the absolutely will be available, and how many have been taken off for various reasons be it the one in Greenland, be it the one in uh, in Spain, be it the one in Peru these come off the table and so they may be there then in some other future, but not so there is not only a difficulty of those companies that are there, but the 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 pool is not as big as what one thinks. And um, in a a sort of a technical, geopolitical, um, even even you know the amount of uh, uh, ability available to 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 do something of a of a commodity that requires the utmost utmost standards. uh, To to it's not just a mining operation; it's a uranium operation with radioactivity with the state, and how then you know you. You give confidence to your stakeholders, and all of these people really need to know how to read, and, uh, and, and 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 the and that that is just natural sort of filters, and and the whole supply can't be uh, just reliant on uh, on on Kazatomprom and uh, and uh, Cameco and Orano. It's, it's just nonsense. They will contribute, but there will be a whole of a lot needed. And the, and it's incumbent on, on the, on the, on the hopefuls to actually show they can deliver because the, the, the back end of the industry, the builders, they really need to know as well that, that there is, there is continuity in supply and capability in that supply, which is really important. So I'm never knocking that. It's just that what I'm saying is that we've got to realize the damage that's been done. Post Chernobyl, post Fukushima, and to really live with those things, to be able to uh, uh, compensate properly, and not be a denier and to say, "No, I haven't got a problem because you know I, I've done X and Y in some other industry." So, it's 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 a it's complicated, and it shows you just how far away that problem is from the the fairly sort of in the street, in the office, by uh, uranium, and, and it creates its own sort of uh, 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 sort of environment, which is very important. But the real area of sweat and tears and taking risks, you know, in many different ways, with uh, with investors' money, uh, on 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 projects that you know really need constant attention to to. How to produce that shows you that side, and that's not as easy as as just uh, uh, making these financial packages and, and proceeding on that on that sort of basis. Nothing wrong with that, but people need re- really need to realise what the, what the difference is where uh, expertise. I, I like it some people got an aeroplane and they they, they polish it, they have got it, and then somebody says to the guy, "Well, you better bloody fly this thing." And the guy says, "Well, I can't fly. It. I can't fly it." And I mean, it's as absurd as that sounds. There's an element of that, and you say, "Well, where's the pilot?" Well, there's not much pilots around either. So, and so on and so forth. So, I think that's uh, that's That will, be. and I think the 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 increase of uh, of, of value of these will make that self reflection not self reflection. But other people just to, to demand that that is a bloody risk, and I want it fixed. I you, want you, you to be able to fly that aircraft.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But look, you are in, and, I, and to a degree, I am in the the uranium space. I'm looking out from from here. I, you know, I, I'm I'm probably biased, and you're probably biased too. But if you're um, a government or an energy body within within a country, and you've got a problem here, because the cost of the regular energy is going up, our bills are going up, and you and I go, well, the solution is nuclear. It's green, it's cheap, let's go. they have also gotta be looking at other options here, because one of the things that you can't help um, but note is, Athabasca Uranium uh, equities uh, you know, companies are valued, I mean their valuations are through, through the roof. They've got valuations such I, you know, sometimes I I, I I struggle with, quite frankly, on the basis that Canada, seemingly very liberal country, is not issuing permits and licenses very easily or readily. And if they do, it takes a long time. Look at Kamako. So if I'm in if I'm in charge of energy in a country, I'm like thinking, well, are these Canadians ever going to come to the party? Can can we can we be guaranteed that this very high grade uranium will come onto the market? And if it if it doesn't anytime soon, I've got to rely on what? Um <coughs> production out of Kazakhstan, production out of Namibia, Africa, Niger. Is that gonna be enough for me? So you know, do you think would you blame them if they're looking at alternative solutions? Um or, or do you think look, this will sort itself out in the end?
0: An alternative solution is that the alternative solution. Uh, that is now, and I'm not saying alternative in that sense, but the, the cranking up nuclear was an alternative solution that was uh, developed 75 years ago. And 75 years of this technology advanced and improved and got into second, third, fourth generation. So people that think that, uh, oh, now we've got a, uh, a, uh, a pro- an alternative solution that alternative solution is a solution for 40 years' time, 50, 60. So the, you you have to be with what you've got. And, and I don't believe that um, uh, in terms of where where uh, nuclear has to go, uh, where the, uh, uh, the demand will be for, for nuclear when the ideological element is thrown out and true... Sort of uh, climate change that policies are introduced, which are happening every day we we, we speak, and that that um, that, that the nuclear uh, uh, element and its contribution is yeah you can argue that it's expensive and there's sort of now financial uh, uh, sort of considerations how they can participate in low low interest long term financing like wind and solar and that's happening. And, uh, and and yet uh, the Europeans uh, up till five years ago uh, you know used to put the crucifix up when you mentioned nuclear because it was all on you know give me more wind and and, uh, and 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 Sun but but the enormity of where we're going in decarbonization makes with every increase in that expectation it makes nuclear a godsend in the true sense of the word, uh, it's there and, and it's available, and it can do, and the emission uh, uh, factors can be satisfied. And forget about this uh, radioactivity and all this nonsense that people talk about that is that is handleable, and it has shown to be so. And the and it's it's just a, a yeah a decision based on 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 fear and perception. So I don't think there is a a replacement. Um, I think that uh, you know India had a problem with uh, with this uranium supply when it was a closed off system, and, and they worked for, you know 15 years on thorium. It couldn't get it off the ground in a viable way, and the um, so and now you know the Chinese say, oh, "I've got a thorium." Thing. Well, let them talk about. It. They're talking about fusion as well, and um, and they, but they are for the latter part of the century, I believe. And, and maybe a little bit earlier but not that much uh, earlier so we've got what we've got and and uh, and and I think inventions are always uh, uh, there and amaze people but to establish industrial systems that can really deliver which was has to be um, what you, the solutions are with what you can see with around you today I'm afraid and and uh, and there's no sort of magic garden to go down there and uh, pull something out of the out of the plant, and uh, so that's that's where I think that the 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 industry is, is very safe in that sense.
1: John, I, I'm I, I'm just I'm so very conscious of time here. We haven't got to speak at all about deep yellow because I'm just fascinated by your view of the industry where it's going and stuff. Maybe maybe we should. We'll do a quick session now and then why don't you come on again or like tomorrow or later today or whenever you're free and let's talk deep yellow only. But you know, I, I think people should need to be listening to you. Your, your calls on this sector have always been correct. Uh, every time we've spoken, you've called it like it is. Um, you predicted it like it is, and I just, I, I truly value that personally. I think people watching this should too, if they don't already. Um, so look, when, when, let's do let's do five minutes on this, and maybe if you've got time this week and I know, are I know busy, yeah. um, I'd love to do that. And uh, and
0: but in terms of just from from Deep Yellow's side, I just want to say one thing as a segue into uh, what we could talk about for sort of twenty thirty minutes uh, on the next meeting. Yeah. What uh, what uh, Deep Yellow has been doing in the last four and a half years since I've been there is something that is with a consistent strategy and 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 doggedly proceeding on that. Yes, modifying a little bit here, but no chopping and changing. So in that process, there has been risk and and. Uh, And we've discovered, uh, I believe, a major uranium uh, deposit, uh, which is in its sort of mid stages of the DFS. And everything we said we'd achieve after we announced the DFS, we're achieving. Aside from that, we've also uh, got uh, hard rock uh, uh, potential, which is the Rossing Husab style. Uh, with the Japanese joint venture, and uh, we 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 look like uh, we're going to announce something where uh, we'll look at our own property, where we've got forty five million pounds of you know very high grade uh, basement uh, deposits that we will now recharge and see if we can replicate what is happening on what we did on tumours. To do that, and to do our DFS, we've also in the in the underbelly of the company. Uh, build our teams in a real sense of the word and to be able to take, and as I mentioned in my last thing, to be able to take uh, this uh, company to the next stages. And on top of that, we, we're, we're consistently, constantly looking at uh, MA. And uh, I can't talk about that very much, but let's see what the next, uh, when we talk again,
1: what, what that'll come up. Well, I'm hoping that's in the next couple of days, so that'll be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Soon. That soon. We'll say coming.
0: Coming soon.